veggies, give your digestion a break, even if you're an omnivore. Uh, and this gives you some added energy and nutrient density with every bite. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is, you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week, we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one. Can I get a fork? Yeah. When you have five mouths to feed, thinking about food becomes a full-time endeavor. And even though it's part of my career, you know, making from scratch sauces and foraging for ingredients and baking my own bread every day is just, it's not part of my daily routine. I'll be honest especially with voracious teenagers and athletes in the family. I mean, forget about 30-minute meals. When they start circling the kitchen like a pack of wolves, I've got 10 minutes tops before, you know, stuff goes down. So if you can relate to this, you can understand that as an entrepreneur, a mom, the designated family chef, You know, maybe you're in the same position. Maybe you're the one that just always kind of takes care of the meals or you're always thinking about what you're going to serve. It's a constant daily thing that I call just a workout for your brain, right? And here's what I've found that really helps. It's meal prep. And let me break down what meal prep means because I think for a lot of people, they have an idea in their heads, but the reality is, Meal prep is just a way of strategizing how you're going to get some ingredients prepped for the week so that you can mix and match and put meals on the table fast and not have to cook everything from scratch. This has made the biggest impact on my sanity and the collective well-being of my family because if I don't have it together, no one else will either. Can I get an amen? Um, and did I mention I'm training for my First NPC bikini competition? Yes. That is where you wear a bikini and you basically show every piece of flesh you have on public display in front of a live audience, flexing, posing, and smiling for the judges. Why would you put yourself through that agonizing hell on earth, you might ask? Well, at 53, I figured, what do I have to lose other than my dignity? (laughs) No, really. After COVID and the the season I'm referring to as the dark days, um, because it came with a torn ACL and meniscus, um, menopause, a car accident, and uh, all kinds of other things, getting up in front of people will be a cakewalk in comparison. And I am challenging challenging myself on a fitness level that I've never done before. Uh, growing up, I played competitive soccer for almost a decade. Uh, I raced bicycles. Um, I was a gymnast for a brief period of time. I've always been super active, but I have never trained for something like this that really has put my mental and my physical capacity to the test. 
And the success formula for any type of physique competition, whether you're a bodybuilder or doing what I'm doing, is 90% what you put on the end of your fork. And it's not just about eating clean. It's about macronutrient-balanced meals, making sure you're getting enough protein, the right kind of carbs, and the right kind of fat in the right proportion, and eating frequently and hydrating a ton. And that is a great strategy for everybody. It might not be as strict as what I'm doing, but thinking in that macronutrient balance, which is what I talk about in my book, it's, uh, it's the pyramid. And, and that, that triangle, that macronutrient triangle really helps you think about how you're going to strategize meals. So a big part of my weekly strategy is just creating some simple hacks and lifestyle habits to save time and take the stress out of the process of cooking. Um, if you pick one day a week to meal prep, for example, or even two days, you can significantly reduce the time and tribulation that it takes to think about what you're going to eat for every meal every day. Because like the saying says, if you fail to plan, you will plan to fail. And when it comes to something as important as food, it's one of the only things that we need to survive. And for me, being a chef and holistic nutrition coach, I can't stomach the idea of just a frozen meal existence or worse, the, the default drive through. And you probably can't either. And that's why you're listening to me, because if you did, you probably wouldn't really care about cooking or what it takes to balance your lifestyle and eat to thrive. So. When you eat this way, you do a lot of things. You, number one, know where your ingredients are coming from and know that they're sourced properly. Number two, you're controlling portion sizes because most restaurants serve about 70% too many calories. And you know all the other stuff that goes into that, like sodium and fat and sugar um, and you know, a calorie is not just a calorie. It's, it's the quality of the food that is going in because your body is reading that as information. So it's just not as simple as burning it off. And I know all too well that if you eat to thrive and you help your body and your brain to function at their best, that's where we can make the biggest impact on our health three times a day. It's not going to come just from the gym. Because, like I said, you can't burn information off. A calorie is just a unit of heat. So once you eat, you are processing that information, just like the CPU of a computer. And that computer is determining whether or not it's going to hurt your body or help it, if it's going to break down the engine or build it up. So we get a chance to do this three times a day, sometimes five. For me, it's five times a day right now that I'm eating. And if you are training for a competition, you know that you're eating five to six times a day. And so with that, I want to talk about 10 of my favorite meal prep strategies to help you eat for, for clean eating success. And this is, you know, these are strategies. So keep in mind, these can be flexible for your lifestyle. You might be a little bit different than me, maybe you're on your own, you're not cooking for a family, or maybe you are 
um, uh, you know, dietarily constricted. Maybe you're vegan. Maybe you're gluten free. Although a lot of my recipes are gluten free and main, many are plant based. Um, but you know, keep that in mind that you can always adapt this, but the general practices apply across the board. So number one, get a plan and shop with a list. Because it's really tough to go into the store and wander the aisles aimlessly if you don't have a roadmap. I mean, it is so easy to end up buying a bunch of things that you don't need. And I would say, if you have an idea of what you're going to make during the week, you'll never be caught with your pantries down. I'll be here all day, folks. So write down what you plan to make each day and then build your shopping list. And you can also use that to shop online. So you have all your staples ready to go. And there's many, many stores that are allowing you to do this now. We're just at the press of a button. You can get your list shopped for and you're good to go. And you can repeat that every week. And if you're not sure where to start, I have a free week meal plan that I am going to offer, and there will be a link here at the end in the show notes where you can download that free week meal plan and shop from the list. I've already done the work for you. I've already creating, created a shopping list. I've already got all of the meals set up for you and an idea of the macronutrients and calories. So hopefully this is a great way to save you money, shortcut the process, and you can modify this for your dietary needs. Like I said, if you're vegan or you have any particular allergies or food preferences, I do a lot of gluten-free and plant-based foods, but you can always modify and swap out different things further, and I give you thoughts about that. Number two is to double or even triple the batch because half the battle of cooking is shopping and getting the ingredients out of the fridge and pantry and just prepping them. So once, for example, you make a, uh, get everything ready to make a soup or a stew, making two or three batches of the same dish really is a breeze. Um, and those items, soups and stews and baked meals or banana bread, for example, muffins are all great candidates for the strategy and leading into your freezer for a homemade meal that's already made is smart. <laughs> it's a, a smart time saving hack. And again, you know what you're putting into it versus going to the store or ordering something and buying it. You know what those ingredients are. And it, it serves you well when you have a late day at work or you're traveling or the kiddos are at home and they eat twice as many meals as you do um, and they're always hungry. It's like a pack of wolves around here sometimes. Um, you can easily pop food into the oven when you need a break. And it's, I like to think of it as that rainy day approach that makes this so savvy, you know. And back in the day, um, you know, I think about like the 50s mom, you know, meal planning and prepping ahead, making casseroles and stews and things like that. Like that was part of life. And we've drifted so far away from that. But the truth is we have a lot of great tools that allow us to do that fast, like instant pots and, you know, convection ovens and, um, you know, air fryers that you can create these things and do it uh, in a way that is just kind of set in and forget it. Number three is have the right tools for the job. You know, being equipped 
in the kitchen with the right stuff makes your preparation much easier and much more efficient. I mean, there's nothing worse than trying to struggle with like a dull knife or trying to, you know, hand chop things when you can just drop them into a food processor um, or, you know, trying to like hand blend things when you could use a stick blender instead of transferring, you know, a soup, for example, out of the hot pot into a blender where you might burn yourself. So I, I have some great guidelines for tools on our website at eatcleaner.com. I'll also place a link to that um, list in the show notes here. But just some of the things that I like to have on hand, um, aside from the essential like sharp knives, I always have a great chef knife, a bread knife, and a paring knife, easy to clean and chemical-free cookware, um, muffin and loaf pans for uh, the obvious, but you can also cook meats and individual egg dishes in those as well, scissors for cutting herbs, um, things like that. I like to have a powerful blender as well as a stick blender that uh, I can use for smoothies, soups, and sauces. A good food processor, probably one of the things that I use most regularly in addition to the blender. Um, I make my own nut butters. Um, gotta, gotta have that to make hummus and dips. Like I have got a great grilled artichoke hummus and sun-dried tomato white bean dip in my book. Um, and, and those are the types of things that you can, again, make in advance as part of your food prep and have those all week long. Um, I also like having a spiralizer for making veggie pasta noodles, um, you know, zoodles, goodles, squash and zucchini. That's, you know, zoodle, zucchini, squash, scoodle. Um, and that is a great alternative when I'm trying to cut uh, my, my refined carb intake. And again, a great way to get veggies on, on your family's plate and also a nice way to add texture into salads. You know, it doesn't just have to be for uh, a substitute for pasta. You can just spiralize zucchini and add that to your salad, and it adds some fun texture and appearance to your dish. And then that that pressure cooker, boy, that Instant Pot has come in so handy at so many times for, you know, fast stews and that one-pot set-it-and-forget-it meal where – you know, you can literally, you don't even need a recipe oftentimes. You can just throw a bunch of things into the pot, set it and forget it, and it's ready to go in just a few minutes. So definitely a great investment. And then a toaster. Uh, we love having a toaster oven. We recently got an air fryer. I think we were one of the last people in the country to get one. I gave in because I was like, do I really need, I got to criticize, like, do I really need one more gadget? And I really did. And we use it a lot. Um, so I do think that an air fryer can really come in handy, especially when you like things crispy or you're reheating something that would get soggy otherwise and you um, don't want to dry it out. I find that the air fryer, because it's truly convection, it's just a um, a fast moving convection oven in a way, uh, can can crisp things up and keep the texture nice. So those are some of my favorites. Number four is stock up on shortcut staples. Now, what I mean by that is getting your pantry and your fridge tight with items that might take a long time to prep but are nearly as good to buy already pre-made that will save you cooking time 
And they're easy things that you can throw into a salad or a soup or, a, you know, any sort of stir fry or whip into a dipper sauce. And these include aseptic low sodium broths and stocks. I always have low sodium broth of different kinds, um, you know, veggie stock, chicken stock. Uh, beef stock, um, sometimes we'll do turkey stock, sometimes we'll do, you know, mushroom stock, for example, um, and you can cycle those out with the seasons or just try different things or have them all on hand. They will all come in handy, and because they're aseptic, they will last quite a long time. So always have those on hand. I always have canned beans on hand. Um, we love cannellini beans, garbanzo beans. Of course, we named our dog after garbanzo beans. Of course, we like garbanzo beans. Um, and black beans, uh, those are all staples. And canned beans are really good. Um, yes, there's nothing like homemade beans, but they will definitely work in a pinch. Just a little tip, if you're buying canned beans, make sure that you rinse them before eating them because uh, they um, do – usually have a lot of sodium added to them or even try and buy the low sodium ones. But those are great to throw into a salad to add texture or quick soup or um, obviously to make hummus with the garbanzo beans or even the cannellini beans. I use those in my sun-dried tomato, white bean dip uh, and black beans uh, for Taco Tuesday is a definite a must. Have you ever wondered, is rinsing my produce with the water that comes out of the sink that I don't even drink enough to really clean it? Well, then you're one of the smartest people I know. Because you're absolutely right. It's not enough. That's why we created the only all-natural and patented line of food wash and wipes. And it's called Eat Cleaner. It's tasteless, odorless, and lab tested. And it removes up to 99.9% of the residue that water can't, including pesticides, wax, soil, and junk that can carry bacteria that can really make you sick. Plus, we formulated it to help extend the shelf life of your fresh produce too, and that'll save you money. When your berries are lasting up to 10, 12 days, you know that's a good thing. It helps your produce last up to five times longer using a natural blend of fruit acids and antioxidants. So there's no chemicals, it's just clean, eating fun. And this can help save your family an average of over $500 per year. Make it easy on yourself, reduce waste, and get that fruit and veggies into your body, where it's gonna do you a lot of good and not in the trash. Check us out, eatcleaner.com, or head to our Amazon store at amazon.com forward slash eatcleaner. Um, I also love artichoke hearts. Those are delicious. They're great to add into so many different dishes. Roasted red peppers, same thing. Love those things. Um, canned seafood like sardines, salmon, and white anchovies are a wonderful way to get omega-3s and some good protein into your meals. And they're relatively inexpensive and they don't require cooking. <laughs> And just so many reasons why they end up being very, very um, efficient uh, as an add-on into your pantry. I also always have to have nuts, almonds, walnuts, and cashews on hand. Definitely nut butters, 
Um, sometimes we make them, sometimes we buy them. When it comes to almond butter, I always make it and sunflower butter I'm starting to make too. Um, it's just sometimes a lot more cost efficient to make it at home. Uh, and having those butters are a great way to make sauces too. Um, do a lot of sauces with cashews. I actually have a great cashew um cashew mac and cheese that is completely dairy free and gluten free if you go to eatcleaner.com you'll find that baked mac and cheese is delightful so those are some important shortcut staples i have a whole laundry list of them again you can find that in my book eat like you give a fork the real dish on eating to thrive and uh those are the staples that we always have on hand from oils to, um, you know, different types of uh, vinegars and seasonings. And I've got the whole laundry list there for you. Number five is pre-wash your produce. You know I was going to say this because as the makers of Eat Cleaner, um, we created Eat Cleaner to help you eat cleaner, safer, longer lasting, fresh produce. And part of that is being able to give life to your produce and make it easy to eat on the fly. Uh, you know, being a primarily, and now I eat meat, I'm just saying, but I base my meals on plants. So when I say plant-based, I mean, I build my meals around the plants. Fresh produce is the cornerstone of my diet. And for everyone, um, you know, adding or making produce the cornerstone gives you the benefit of a wide variety of color and texture and flavor and freshness to your meal prep. Um, and obviously the micronutrients that you get are just astounding. So uh, you can't do better than adding leafy greens to your food, uh, the, the most nutrient dense foods on the planet. But washing produce takes time. And if you rinse it in advance, it can actually accelerate uh, it going bad faster. So eat cleaner is the answer. And unlike water, you can bring your produce, your produce home. You can wash it, uh, dry it, and then store each item in a sealed container, and you'll create a salad bar in your fridge. And I guarantee you, when your greens and your berries and your root veggies and anything else you clean are ready to eat when you are, you will eat far more of them. Um, I mean, just you can just see take you don't have to take my word for it. You can, you know, check out all the comments that people have made about our products and how much longer it lasts and how much more their families are eating. And when you make it convenient, you know, you won't be throwing it out. Um, you can find our products on eatcleaner.com, on Amazon and even at retailers like Albertsons, Vons, Stater Brothers. And by the way. You know, we're known for our produce wash, but we even make a seafood and poultry wash that is amazing. And it takes what I call the stank off of shellfish, you know, that stank, um, and cleans the, the shells really well. Um, takes the slime off of chicken, tenderizes it into what I call juicy submission. And as barbecue season comes up, this is a fantastic way to make sure that your chicken and all your, your meats and seafood stay nice and tender while you cook them. Uh, it really does make a huge difference. Just try it. I guarantee it will make a difference or your money back. <laughs> Shameful plug. Number six is pre-cook proteins and grains. So the, the things that end up taking the longest amount of time to cook, grains, 
beans and and other uh, animal based proteins, except for for shrimp and and fish. Those cook fast, which is fantastic. But sometimes you just want that whole roast chicken, right? Or you want that, uh, you know, those hard boiled eggs. Sometimes just waiting for hard boiled eggs seems like a long time. So if you pick a couple of proteins and a couple of grains to cook off for your meal prep, those can easily convert into what I call convertible meals. So they could go into a taco or a burrito or a bowl or a salad or a wrap or a stir fry or a baked dish. Um, I love hard boiled eggs. They're so versatile. And I just learned a brilliant hack. Uh, if you want to enjoy the hard boiled eggs but not have to peel them every time, you can crack them all and put them into a baking dish, bake them up, and then just with a fork, kind of break them up and it's like hard boiled eggs and you don't even have to peel them. Um, baked salmon or a whole roasted chicken, they're all standbys. And if I do baked salmon, the next day I won't reheat it. I'll just eat it cold and chop it up into a salad because I don't like reheating salmon at all. Or put it into a salmon cake, for example. You know, so you can even repurpose that whole roasted chicken. Oh my gosh. 35, 40 different meals with that chicken. Um, so lots of ways to mix it up. And I give you a lot of great ideas in my book and certainly in our, um, our meal plan, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. For grains, I love the pressure cooker, um, aka the instant pot. And you can do brown or black rice or wild rice. You can do barley, quinoa, um, millet. Um, and those are all great high fiber bases to basically a million different variations of a meal. Um, that barley, that's my childhood. My mom would cook barley and would make breakfast cereal out of it. She would cook it in, um, she would cook it in a coconut milk and top it with chopped nuts and dried dates. And oh my gosh, so delicious. You can add a sprinkle of chia seeds to it. And you can always add these grains, you know, take your grains and make a quick stir fry out of fried egg and you've got a meal in less than five minutes. So just having some of these things already made really does lighten the load of thinking about what you're going to make. Number seven is the one sheet wonder meal. One sheet wonder pan meal. <laughs> That's a mouthful. One sheet wonder pan meal. That's the sheet pan meal. And I always say, holy sheet, that's good. Uh, I owe this hack to my dad. My dad was doing sheet pan meals way before they took over Pinterest. So I credit him for this amazing strategy for the simple reason he created it. He always says, Maria, I don't like a mess in the kitchen. This is my dad. This is true. These were his words. Um, are his words every day. So he likes to cook everything in one sheet pan. And the key to this is picking ingredients that cook evenly at once. So, um, for example, you know, if you've got uh, green beans that cook, you know, within 10 minutes, maybe you want to cook those with fish. But if you've got potatoes that you've cut up, maybe you want to do that with chicken. Um, you know, different cuts of steak work well, uh, pork, for example, um, and lots of vegetarian dishes. I just made a really, really yummy sheet pan cauliflower and fennel rice. And you could do that with or without animal protein. You could add tofu to it. 
Um, I happen to make it with salmon and I did a, um, a za'atar, which is a Middle Eastern spice blend, uh, spicy lemony tahini with it and, uh, added uh, some pistachio on top. Delightful. All cooked up in about 12 minutes. So we're talking fast, fast meals and I, broke down all the cauliflower and the fennel in the food processor. So you can find that particular recipe on Instagram um, on my Chef Maria channel, and that's a goodie. Um, but doing that just kind of puts all of the onus on the oven. You don't have to stand over the stove and monitor anything. You just kind of, again, set it and forget it until the, the buzzer goes off and it's time to eat. Uh, I always love having quick cooking veggies, too, on hand, like diced bell pepper, onions, and garlic. You can have oven-baked fajitas in no time. Um, I've made paella as a one-pan meal. I've done, oh, gosh, so many different things, even French toast. So lots of different inspiration on our website at ecleaner.com and definitely uh, on my Instagram. Make sure you check that out and follow me at Chef Maria. Number eight is stock up on sauces and spices. This is where the magic happens so that you never get bored with your staples. Because you're going to be making the same things over and over and over again, right? You might cook that chicken breast a hundred times. But if you vary up the seasonings and you load your spice cabinet up, then it is like you've traveled around the world every time. And I really like spice blends. I call them the one and done um, because using blends means you don't have to pull 30 spices out of your spice cabinet. You can find different companies that do, you know, nice spice blends, uh, Mediterranean spices, Mexican spices. Um, I've uh, worked with a company called Spiceology. They do a lot of great spice blends. Melissa's Produce does a lot of nice spice blends, um, and they have grinders, so it just comes out fresh and in the right amount. And that is a great way to go. I also, this is a great hack. This is a nice way to add a lot of flavor into your food right away. I call them my flavor bombs. And I take an old school ice cube tray. I fill each compartment about three quarters of the way with extra virgin olive oil. Sometimes I'll do grapeseed oil because that that's better for high heat, um, as is avocado oil, higher smoking point. And then I add herbs like rosemary and chopped garlic, and um, I'll add, you know, of course, salt and pepper. But you can vary up the spices. You can even, if you've got extra herbs, maybe you've got herbs in your garden or you've bought some herbs and you don't know what to do with them, please don't let them go to waste. Add them into the little compartments Freeze them, and then you pop out a cube and add it to veggies and your grains, and that is instant concentrated flavor and fat in one step. It's amazing. It's a game changer. Um, you can take just your regular veggies and add one of those flavor bombs, and pow, it's transformed. So those are all really good, and some things that I do buy from the store that I like to have on hand, a ready-to-eat salsa, a ready-to-eat romesco, and a ready-to-eat tapenade. And those are three things that I like to have on hand all the time. I'll make pesto, I'll make hummus, and I'll make some other things because I just don't usually like to buy those ready to eat unless, you know, I'm really in a pinch. 
but those make great sidekicks for veggies and to add to wraps and to even toss with your grains. So sauces and spices, the spice of life. Number nine is pound it out and chop it up. Here's the true, true story. The thinner the cut and the smaller the dice, the faster the cooking time. So if, if you are up against the wall on time and you've got a chicken breast, you got to pound that baby out, you know, get your mallet out, which I didn't include in my list, but it is definitely a must. My kitchen mallet, really, really important. You pound that baby out, butterfly it, and you've cut your cooking time in less than half, right? So the same goes for potatoes or root veggies, any produce that tends to take a little bit longer. Uh, cut them up. Make them small. Shredded carrots will always cook faster than the chunks, you know. Um, so smaller surface area means less time cooking and more time enjoying. And that's that. And last but not least, number 10, defer to veggies. Here's what I mean about this. When it comes to getting meals made faster, veggies are almost always going to cook quicker than most protein. Not all, but most. Noodles made from zucchini will cook even faster than regular uh, pasta noodles. Same goes for yam noodles or, uh, you know, all, all the alternative noodles out there uh, that, you know, the miracle noodles, for example, um, those are all going to cook faster. A ready to eat pesto, for example, you could get that ready in less than five minutes in your food processor. You toast some pine nuts and that's a great vegetarian meal that you can have that's got protein, that's got fat. And when you toss it with your veggies, you've got your carbohydrates. Um, a stir fry, for example, you do the cauliflower rice then you don't have to worry about cooking actual rice, that cauliflower rice. It's just processing it down in the food processor. Bite-sized broccoli, cabbage. I have a great recipe for a cabbage fried rice in my book. Same thing. You just process the cabbage down, and it's ready to eat so fast. You can even buy pre-broiled tofu and tempeh and just cut those up and add those to a meal, and you're done in less than five minutes. And again, if you're an omnivore and you're eating, you know, animal protein, think about things that cook quickly, like shrimp, like seafood in general, um, clams, mussels, all the shellfish cooks very quickly. Um, and again, cut it up and you can get it done fast. But veggies, give your digestion a break, even if you're an omnivore. Uh, and this gives you some added energy and nutrient density with every bite. So I hope that these 10 tips have been helpful in thinking about meal prepping. Doesn't have to be that you pre-portion all of your meals into tiny little containers in your refrigerator. Uh, if you're a family, uh, or even for yourself, just getting the main ingredients made and thinking about your strategy for making them can help save your your brain, and your sanity, and your waistline. Let me know if any of these resonated with you more by tagging me at Chef Maria on Instagram and Facebook. You can even drop me a message at Maria at eatcleaner.com. And check out the show notes for lots of great links, including my book, my free meal plan, and a link 
to a special new offer for a program that I'm launching that I would love for you to take a look at. Because you're listening, you get first dibs and you get it at a great price. I'll see you real soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch, so it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag RFYBL for recipes for your best life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.